welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, coordinator of media. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. Announcements this week, y'all. First, the Reverend Michael Matkin will be ordained to the priesthood this Saturday at Emmanuel Shawnee at 4 p.m. Join us in the wonderful celebration and affirmation of his call to ministry. There are a lot of events coming up this month. <laughs> there are a lot of events coming up this month, including the Ocrehater Honor Dance on September 7th. The Bishop Lecture Series featuring the Reverend Becca Stevens is on September 13th and 14th, and the St. Crispin's Cook-Off is Saturday, September 28th. Again, there's a lot going on this fall, so be sure to check out all of the events on the events calendar on the main webpage at epiok.org to stay up to date. Okay, y'all, this week we are featuring some of our summer camp staff at St. Crispin's to give us a rundown of how the summer went. They share some of their favorite memories and stories as well as thoughts on why kids and counselors should go to camp. Hope y'all enjoy. Here we go. All right, Beth, why don't you introduce yourself and our fine young guests here as we welcome you to the Diocesan Digest, where we're going to do a special episode about recapping summer camp. So Beth, take it away. Tell us who we got in the room. Thanks, Sarah. My name is Beth Gartner, and I am the program director slash summer camp director at St. Crispin's. And with us, we have Rachel Carroll, who is second year staffer, and Ronan Spierenberg, who is one of our internationals, and he is a first year staffer. Awesome. Welcome, guys. And also, Rachel. Rachel is Father Bill Carroll's daughter. We should mention that at the beginning. How long, okay, so how long were you both at camp as counselors? How, or like, is there like different terms? I'm clueless. Act like. I've been here since the 23rd of May. Uh, and I'm leaving on Tuesday, the 31st. Um, I was at camp for about two months this summer and about two months last summer, so, yeah. Okay, tell me each of your responsibilities. What do you do at camp? Um, this summer I was on the summer staff, so I was responsible for staying in the cabin with the kids, and I was also the head of our arts and crafts program, along with Susanna. Um, ditto to Rachel. I was also a summer camp staff. Uh, responsible for the kids, and I was also a, a lifeguard. 
Well, as the director, I get to speak with all the parents and all the campers and all of our staff and volunteers and our deans. Um, I run our social media. I do our camper emails and all the emails from our parents, um, all the registration, all of the scholarships, and I make sure that the staff's crazy ideas are doable and safe and logical in our spaces. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so how did you guys hear about St. Crispin's, especially you two? I would assume, Rachel, you grew up knowing what it was, but I'll let you guys speak. I wanna know how you got to St. Crispin's, why you felt it was important as well to be a counselor on the summer staff. Um, I moved to Oklahoma in the seventh grade and um, the youth minister at my church convinced me that it would be a great idea to go to camp. And so that summer I went and loved it so much that I came back for the second session a few weeks later. And I've been coming to camp ever since. So being a counselor and getting to show kids my favorite place seemed like the next logical step. Um, for me, I've always wanted to come to America and work. And the logical thing for me was to come work on a summer camp there where I could then go traveling and sightseeing America afterwards. Um, I was at a London fair where uh, Tom Willoughby cornered me and we started speaking and then I met with Beth and Christine and from there uh, Beth wanted me to join. So I joined and then I've been here ever since the 23rd of May. It's been a, ver um, a very important life experience to me and I thank everyone at St. Crispin's for it. All right, so Ronan, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Ronan. Ronan? That's a cool name. Ronan, very cool. <laughs> so you're from England. So, okay, I want you to say more about why it was an impactful experience for you. And where are you going to go travel when you're done? Um, so for me, it was a big experience because we don't have anything like summer camps in England. Uh, we have nothing like it. We just spend our summer at home or going on holiday. It's completely different over here in the States. And when I'm going traveling, I'm going to uh, New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, California, and New York. Yeah, including Oklahoma as well. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Okay, Rachel, what? Uh, Utah. Utah, okay. So Rachel, what? Oh, what was the most impactful thing for you being a camp counselor? at St. Crispin's? Um, I think the most impactful part of being a camp counselor at St. Crispin's was getting to see all of the kids and all of their various stages of life and helping them find a place that never changes and somewhere that will be with them through all of the wonderful transformations into middle school and adulthood because we all know that those stages of life are not the easiest and camp can really help kids get through a lot. This made me thinking, we haven't really talked about this, just what, what spiritual aspect of camp do you guys most connect with or was most valuable to you? Um, I think that the spiritual aspect of camp that was really value is valuable was family group time because family group time is a very safe space for the kids to be in a small group and talk about how they feel about the Bible and God and how that correlates into their lives and it's just a space where they have some counselors that they know that they can talk to in a setting um, of their friends. I think my favorite is always when we do um, 
teaching Eucharist. Jeff Houston did a teaching Eucharist and Mother Janie Koch did a teaching Eucharist with our little ones. And um, Father Tom Dahlman did a teaching morning prayer um, when he just walked the staff and the campers through it. And I think that's so important to not only do those things, but also why we do them and what we're saying, what does that mean? And I think that's really important, not just for our young people, but for the older folks as well. I didn't grow up in an Episcopal church. So for me, I'm always learning as well with the kids. And I think that's a really cool thing we do. Um, for myself, it was it's going to be short and sweet. It's either closing circle or after dinner music, especially the song Country Roads. Wait, can you explain what the, the circle was? I'll give it a shot. Um, so basically, uh, every time before bedtime, usually around 10.30, we'd uh, get in a circle in your cabin and you'd uh, the counselors would suggest a question such as rosebud and thorn. And that's basically um, the best part of your day, what you're looking forward to in the week and the bad bit of your day. And then you can explain it with the group and in a uh, closed environment. And everyone, the counselors can then help you to do what you want to do or help you with what's wrong. And it really helps the campers and the counselors. I believe it's a good thing for the counselors. Uh, we close closing circle with the Lord's Prayer. So the last person, the first person who said uh, the question, answered the question, would then start the Lord's Prayer. That's really cool. It's like you reflect on your day and what you've learned and what was great and just kind of be appreciative and contemplate. It's kind of like a mini Ignatian spirituality practice. Yes, very cool. I love that. So let's get some cool stories. I want to hear some stories. So what... What were some funny things that happened or weird things? What what do y'all want to share that was like a highlight? Um, one of my favorite memories was during rookie camp, which is rising second and third graders. Their first time to come to camp without their parents. They're only there for two nights. And the first, or I don't remember which night it was, but we had spaghetti for dinner. And the kids were so hungry that they had made enough for like a middle school size group. Um, So about 100 people when there were maybe half of that there. And the kids ate all of it. They had ate all the spaghetti, all the garlic bread, all of the vegetables. And I was clearing the plates at my table. And this camper had already had three plates of spaghetti and asked if he could have all the extras that we had scraped together. And I was like, no, buddy, that's, um, that's gross. And he looked up at me with these big eyes and said, but Beth, it's not my fault that I just willy love Pischetti. And it was just like the cutest, most innocent thing. And I, Derek could come to camp every week and stay at camp forever. Um, during senior high, um, we came up with the idea to do an escape room where all of the kids would go to their cabins and they would open a series of letters and find clues in their cabin. And the theme was that they were trying to quote unquote escape camp um, because they were um, sick of the counselors telling them what to do and wanted to go have fun on their own. So the way that we framed this is we gave them letters that were signed as if they were written by Father Tim Sean Humans. And um, I heard this through the grapevine, but in cabin four especially, there was a funny moment where Noah said, wow, my dad wrote us a letter and he 
he wants us to leave camp. And I think it was just really fun to see the older kids really believe that Tim Sean wanted them to escape camp. And they had a blast with it. And the counselors also had a blast with it. So I had this kid in my cabin who'd been using, well, we had a little argument about it. He'd had this can of spray and he'd been using it to put in his hair all week. And I only just realized on one of the last days, I was like, um, Jackson, is that uh, deodorant? He's like, no, it's hairspray. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Lynx deodorant. And he's having a full-blown argument with me that it's hairspray. And I walk over to him, grab the can, and it turns out it's a uh, Lynx uh, deodorant, Apollo. So he'd been using deodorant in his hair all week. Yeah. Bless him. (laughs) Axe body spray? Oh, Lord have mercy. Hey, at least his hair smelt good. (laughs) What does that do to one's hair? Oh, man. Any big lessons learned at camp about yourself or about life? I learned that it is always beneficial to take the time to patiently explain something to someone because if you just give a vague description of what to do, um, especially with younger kids, they may not do at all what you wanted them to do. Um, And an example of this is I asked my cabin to line up at the door and three out of the six of them lined up at the door with no shoes on because I had not asked them to put their shoes on. Uh, For me, it's uh, that you can be open to everyone. You can be open to everyone and just be yourself. Kind of like what Ronan said, one of my favorite things to watch campers learn is that you can be whoever you want to be at camp. Um, And there are no preconceived notions of your gender or your sexual identity or um, what you believe or don't believe or if you believe that the earth is flat. Um, We had some campers that made a really great argument for that all week. Um, But camp is just a place where you can be you and it doesn't matter where you came from or how much you get bullied outside of camp at camp. Everybody just loves you for who you are and it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Um, And that's a really great lesson that I constantly have to remind myself when I see these campers that go out and do some really weird things like wear their underwear on top of their shorts for freeze and burn um, because they don't care. And I would never be caught doing that, but it's a good reminder. Just doesn't matter. Favorite camp song. Um, my One of my favorite speedy camp songs is um, People Love People, um, specifically because I love the line, love is what living is worth in the middle of that song. I think that that's a really good message to send to our campers that um, love is what makes life good and we should love everybody because that's what God said to do. Um, for me, it's not in the songbook, but it's uh, Ho Hey for me. The Illumineers. It's a fun song. Mine is A Million Faces. Um, It just talks about how all kinds of people want to know God. And we all, uh, it says we want to know the Father and the glory of the Son. Um, And we just talk about how we want to know him. And I think camp is a, we call it a thin place where heaven and earth are just a little bit closer. And I think that is a thin place for us to come to know God. And when you look out in the crowd and you see all different types of people, all different types of staff from all over the world, 
um, along with all these campers that come from all different backgrounds. I think that's just like a really cool symbolic message. Um, and it's a slower song, so I can keep up, which I struggle sometimes with the fast songs. I can't get all the words out. So I like the slower songs because I can sing all the words. And why should kids come to camp? Yeah. I think that um, kids should come to camp because at camp, camp is a safe place to question. And camp is a safe place to ask why and to question who you are and for everyone to love you for questioning that and to accept that. And um, I think that people should work at camp if they want to do something with their summer that is nothing like anything they've ever done before and that will teach them um, how to be a better adult. Uh, for me, I think uh, kids should come to camp uh, on the basis that it's it can be the best week of your life. You can experience new activities and just me meet loads of new friends and have a great experience. And I think you should come work at camp. For me personally, if you're an international, it's a great new experience to experience a new culture. And then afterwards you can go traveling and just seeing all the kids working with all the kids. I think kids should come to camp because it's an opportunity to get to know other kids in the diocese that believe the same things you do, um, as well as get to know other clergy outside of your church and other youth ministers and other volunteers that are outside of your church um, and to unplug for a week. I think that is a huge reason why people are going to camp now is to get away from their phones, to not worry about your snap streaks, to not worry about um, who or who is not um, on your Instagram feed. Um, it just doesn't matter at camp because you're living in the moment and why you should work at camp. Um, you also are going to love more than you've ever loved before. You're going to work harder than you've ever worked before. You're going to cry more than you've ever cried before, but it's going to be the best summer ever. Um, the kids are life-changing and the staff around you are life-changing and you won't even realize it, but you're changing people's lives in the process as well. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org newsletter. And follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week, and peace be with you.